0: Good morning, everybody, and I hope you guys had a great weekend, had a great Christmas, and uh, we are here today. We're going to be sharing some things with you that we're excited about, about NC. Uh, We're going to kind of be taking a year look at, uh, or a a look at this past year, and uh, and then looking ahead as well. Got some exciting things to share with you. I'm here with Micah Butterfield, Butterfield, and uh, who is back from the dead. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, sickness. 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 I'm not quite Christ-like like like that (laughs) yet. (laughs) It's close, though. Yeah, it's close. I do
1: feel like we should be wearing pajamas like everyone else is right now. Everyone else. Like this would actually be a great time to take a selfie with your family or just yourself in your pajamas and post that and say, attending church today.
0: Yeah, I told people a couple of days ago, I said, literally, you could um, you could like, you know, at like nine fifty nine, like just like roll over in your bed and like Absolutely. pick up your phone and like just just like get it open and unlocked and like go to the actual social media page and just like just barely tap play just barely make it just barely make it in and your snuggie that's right i'm looking yes, for snuggie selfies. <laughs> <laughs> i have a couple snuggies at the house a couple lsu snuggies at the house yes but, uh, i will not be taking a selfie of that <laughs> We could call that one a Snelfie. It's a, it's a Snuggie Selfie. Snuggie Selfie. <laughs> Hashtag Snelfie. Snelfie. Perfect. Snelfie. Anyway, this, so is, um, here's, this is going somewhere. Let's, let's go on and move forward with this. <laughs> like,
1: no, on. but hey, l- like Pastor Jordan said, w- we're going to take time today to talk about this last year. But to understand, I think, the significance of this last year... Uh, we have to kind of look back even a little bit further. You know, as a church, uh, over the last four years, we've been uh, under your senior leadership of Northwood. You've been part of Northwood forever, but at the same time, the last four years, you've been senior leader. And I don't think we actually will understand completely what God's done in our church this year without looking back over these last four years. So before we get into this year, we wanted to just kind of just have a moment. It doesn't have to be long, but where we talk about maybe just from your heart as pastor of Northwood Church um, across the Gulf Coast, what, what have you seen God do in, in your heart, in our church over these last four years that's really kind of influenced this last year? I mean, the last four years have been significant, lots of things. But what have you seen God do in our church over these
0: last four years? Yeah. Yeah. Um There's been a lot of levels to this, um, you know, I mean, four years, even started before that, you know, kind of behind the scenes and just in a lot of conversations about what this would look like and how we could do this well. Um, You know, transition is tough uh, on a lot of different levels. And so there's been some really good, good moments. There's been some tough moments, you know, um, obviously, you know, Mike is uh, one of my closest friends, and so uh, he's been a part of that. In, in many levels uh, you know um, so it's been good um, you know tw- I think back to 2018 2018 was sort of just like a, a year of um, hey let's let's just keep the boat above the water you know like that's how I felt it's just like hey man let's just let's just feel this out let's go slow um, I'm not the kind of guy that's like coming you know guns ablazing and like just you know uh, and then in 2019, I think that God really led us to focus in specifically on the gospel. You know, that's the year that we did the book of Romans. We did the book of Ephesians, Ecclesiastes. We did um, a lot of uh, things where we focused in on the gospel to solidify what, you know, we believed about the gospel and uh, as a church. And so we took a lot of time to do that. And it was great. And then 2020. you know, we, we kind of tweaked some things. Actually, in 2019 is whenever we started doing sermon-based groups uh, for small groups and continued on in freedom. And then uh, as we went into 2020, we started off, we got into the series. Um, actually, I love the first series that we did, which was uh, How to Have the Best Year Ever, I think it was, or Don't Miss It, Don't Miss It. And uh, it was 2020, so obviously we all missed it that year. Um, but we also started a series called What Do You Believe? And, and that was kind of like us honing in on... Um, uh, you know, what do we believe theologically about God and, and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the church? And, um, and of course, that, that whole year was in flux. And so a lot of the things that some of the direction that we were headed, it did. It, it kind of got adjusted, <laughs> to say the least. And um, but, uh, you know, we, we went through 2020. And whenever we were coming into 21, there was a lot of... Um, we have been having a lot of conversations about what our mission was as a church and i think i think i think it's a question that we should always be asking about our life all the time it's like what's the mission of my life you know as, as people and and as a church as a community of believers it's sort of like what's our mission what what are we trying to accomplish consistently uh and, and then wrapping what we do around that and um one thing that we've almost said sort of sarcastically but not really sarcastically is like you know, people ask, "Well, what are you guys doing as a church?" And it's like, "Well, we're doing the Great Commission because that's kind of what Jesus gave us to do. Like, <laughs> there's there's not like some way of reinventing the wheel. Like Jesus gave us the wheel, like you know. And so we wanna we wanna do what He gave us to do, and, and the Great Commission is that. And so um, our mission statement was to help people know God. And so we we sort of we knew that was sort of um, incomplete, and uh, our heart was to sort of expand on that. And so that's last year whenever we changed our mission statement to uh we exist to build christ-centered you know communities uh, of people uh i'm gonna say it all wrong right now because i have to actually quote it but you guys know what i'm talking about but uh, uh to help people to know god grow in christ and go in the power of the holy spirit until jesus returns and for some that might be like okay is that that big of a deal um whenever you make something the mission statement the center point of what you do it's a big deal um, we rally around that, and we're continuing to rally around that. Um, and this year, I, I think if I had to say what's the biggest thing God's done in my heart, just I'll just speak individually, um, first of all, but but then it, it definitely translates past just myself, is um, a few months ago, there's just a lot lot going on. And uh, and I, I remember through a series of conversations um, kind of having a very basic thought, um, it's nothing brand new, but y- you guys know it's like whenever there's a fresh I guess a revelation or like a layer is kind of peeled back on something and it was around the uh, the concept of fear versus love and how these two forces are opposed to one another and how I mean God is love <laughs> another another very simple statement, but one that we just kind of put on a bumper sticker or we post on Instagram and we just move on from but we I think sometimes don't think about the fact that like God. Is love, and he utilizes love to create change, or to spur people to change, or to transform communities, or, or whatever the case is. He uses love where the enemy uses fear. Or, you know, uh, just one quick thought: where love motivates, but fear manipulates, and 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 just begin to see these two opposing forces um, in my own life, in my own heart. Uh, just you know. I, but then how that has even translated into uh, to organizations, into businesses, and into churches. Um, and so, you know, I think that's been probably the biggest lens shift for me personally this year um, because that translates into how you treat your family, <laughs> how you treat your kids, how you treat your friends, how you treat uh, people that, you you know, you work with, people that you go to church with. It, it literally, it just affects everything. It's this lens. and um, And so, you know, from that, uh, I would say that it's beginning to really uh, shift the way that I personally approach people and approach situations, which is like, how am I beginning to fall into fear in this category or into this situation versus love? And um, and so that's, I think that's kind of been the biggest shift this year, which is going to also sort of play into something that we're going to be looking at, t- uh, at for, for this coming year in 2022. And you'll hear more about this next week, uh, January 2nd, our first service of 2022. Uh, Wow, January 2nd of 2022. That's a lot of twos. Yeah, it means something. I don't know what it means, but it means something. Anyway, uh, but we're going to be, last year we we changed our mission statement, and this year we're going to be adjusting our our values. And the heart of that is to have values that really focus in on people, that are people-oriented, that are people-focused. And uh, not process oriented, or, or you know, uh, setting s- some sort of st- standard of, you know, way up here. But it's like, hey, we value people, uh, and and how can we do that well? Because our values then shapes our strategy. It shapes the things that we do. So we have our mission statement that's centered around the, the Great Commission, and our values which are are going to be centered around people, and how we can help people know God, grow in Christ, grow in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, And so I'm excited about that. You know, it's been a lot of time, a lot of conversations for us uh, kind of sifting through this and, and praying through this and like, God, where... Where are you leading us with all of this? And so uh, so we have clarity for 2022, what that looks like. We're also next week, just so you know, we're going to be talking about some things that we're going to be doing as a church that are a little bit different than what we've been doing. Some exciting things, some shifts to our uh, to our, our small groups and different things like that. So excited about that next year. So that's kind of, that would be my answer to uh, the, uh, the I, question there. I think
1: it's incredible. And just being able to be part of this over the last four years, it's, it's amazing to watch what God does in, in your heart, in our hearts, in your team's heart, and then in the church's heart. Um, and, and just for everybody on the on the other side of this video right now, realize that everything that we're we talking about is not just one person, it's, it's the direction of our church. And, and when God shifts things internally, we begin to focus on how do we accomplish this thing that God has put in our hearts, the, the mission. So, What we wanted to do for a few minutes, a few moments, is with our mission of knowing God, growing in Christ, and going in the power of the Holy Spirit, and like creating these environments that do that, we wanted to just have an honest look at this last year and say, How have we done? Like, almost like, How did we accomplish the mission in this part of the church? And the first spot we just wanted to talk about was financially. How did, sometimes it's like, how do finances matter? Like like giving, generosity, how does it actually play into this? Uh, for, for just a minute, maybe maybe people have never really thought about this, finances at a church, like what do
0: we think about, how do we operate in that uh, when it comes to finances at Northwood? Well, I think the way that we've always approached finances at Northwood, uh, my dad was pastor here for close to 30 years, uh, 27, 28 years, and um, the way that, that he always approached it, and we still do, is we look at and we sp- spend the money uh, that we receive in as a church. We we spend it like we would our own personal finances. Um, now that could be scary <laughs> if you're a poor if you're a poor steward of your personal finances, uh, but we're not, and um, and so it's literally with care. And I, I think that's really the thing is is uh, when you when you spend money like it's your own, you 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 care. And 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 I would even raise the bar on that is that. Um, we we spend money uh, like it's God's because it's God's, and it's the people of God who are investing in the kingdom of God here in this local expression, and uh, and so we we take it very seriously uh, how how the money is received and how it's invested or spent, um, uh, and so I think I think you know just quickly we we talked about this a few weeks ago in November uh, the difference between the words invest and spend and uh and investing is spending with purpose that's great. you know it's spending with purpose and and uh you know there's a difference between going to mcdonald's and and blowing a few bucks on a quarter pounder you know what i'm saying uh which if you get it fresh it's a really good quarter pounder so you could you could argue that that's investing into some food <laughs> i
1: don't know if i can <laughs> run with you on <laughs> yeah,
0: that did you get a good fresh quarter pounder no onions cuz that way they, they have to Agreedians freshly just make disagree. it okay. All right. anyway it's been a while so um but, but investing versus spending, and, and we, we want to invest what we have into the kingdom of God. And so, so that would be the first thing. Uh, the next thing would be that every single year, we seek to uh, spend at least 10% or invest 10%, 10% of what we receive in as a church and, and invest it back into the kingdom of God. Uh, through a lot of different ways, different organizations, uh, through people, uh, th- there's a plethora of things that we're going to get into. Some of those, but that's kind of the mindset behind it. I would say this: that that the Bible talks about how where you put your your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. And so, as a church, uh, we we take that seriously. And it's where where are we investing? Where are we uh, sending the money uh, in order to create change or transform lives or uh, advance the kingdom of God, it's specifically around the, uh, the, uh, the, the gospel and, and church planning and different things. So that would kind of be the, the mindset behind it.
1: So, so this year, um, how did we financially accomplish the mission that God's put in our heart as a local church, uh, we're we're thrilled to say this last year we've given over two hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars invested, uh, two hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars in local missions, just giving it right back. And, and here's some of the ways that we've done that. We do it in kind of a couple different ways. One of them is just through monthly support. We've got organizations that we support every single month uh, through like reoccurring gifts to continue to support the mission, uh, because we, we align in mission in a lot of ways with these. One of those is church planting. Um, church planting is, is something that we care uh, deeply about, and we're part of three different organizations, or support three different organizations that uh, plant churches uh, locally, like, like in the United States, as well as internationally. Uh, it's Surge churches, Ark churches, as well as uh, Church Asia and that's one of those like monthly things that we're always giving to and with those three organizations in 2021 they have planted 430 churches which is which is amazing so how are you financially accomplishing the mission well we've planted 430 Churches through through faithfulness and through generosity, and a lot of these churches uh, are kind of where some of our friendships come from. Uh, One
0: of those, one of those being Pastor Josh and One Hope. We're excited about something we were able to do with them as well. Yeah. So many of you guys, you know Josh Canizaro, One Hope Church over in uh, New Orleans. Uh, We've known Josh for many many years. He actually was from South Louisiana, uh, went up to Birmingham for a a long time, and, and went back to New Orleans and planted a church there. And we. Uh, Josh is one of my overseers, Uh, he's one of those guys that that I call whenever stuff's hitting the fan, Uh, and he's one of those guys that shoots you straight, I love that, I love that, just like, here's what you need to know. Um, So anyway, they've been uh, a mobile location, a mobile church for seven years. Uh, They've been setting up and tearing down uh, pretty much every week in a school there in New Orleans, and they recently purchased a facility, uh, went under contract with it, and they are beginning to remodel. Uh, I believe it's. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's three million dollars worth of, worth of remodeling and stuff. Uh, stuff's expensive nowadays, uh, and, and then you're in New Orleans, and so it's it is what it is. But um, they've been consistent. Their church has been healthy. They're they're wonderful leaders, and uh, so anyway, this past week we uh, we sent them a check for ten thousand dollars to go towards their their you know, uh, church, remodeling project. And so um, so I called them and talked to them and just told them that and. Um, He's invested into me as a person, and as a leader, as a father. He's invested into this church for many years, and I think it's just incredible how the the body of Christ can work to support one another uh, in in many different ways, one of which is in a moment like this where whenever, uh, you know, he might have come and and invested in us in a certain way, and, and now we're able to invest in them. Um, and to help them, you know, just kind of move forward. So anyway, that was something that was really exciting.
1: No, I think that's awesome. We're, we're helping people know God in so many different ways. Another one of those is just through uh, monthly support of our local food pantries In all four of our communities. We've got Gulf Coast Community Ministries. We've got the Long Beach Community Food Pantry, um, our Daily Bread Food Pantry, and the Lord is My Help Food Pantry that every single month we're giving to continue to to feed people in our communities that That just need food it's really astounding how many meals are served uh, every week every month through our local food pantries Uh, the Women's Resource Center is another monthly partner that we have uh, that we're able to support you've heard a lot about them Uh, homes of grace which helps uh, people that uh, need help getting through addiction and just a recovery program Uh, fellowship of Israel related ministries which we call firm or they call firm uh, which just helps advance the gospel in Israel as well as a local uh, attempt and a work that's helping uh, fight human trafficking in our area and in our communities even. It's called Advocates for Freedom, which is another just incredible organization. But these are all just some of those things that we monthly give to. I think actually our monthly uh, giving uh, on an annual basis, we invest $120,000 annually through monthly giving. Another recent uh, organization that we've started actually just this year
0: working with is World Compassion. Yeah Um, I love I guess you're talking there's like local there's national and there's international ministries that we're we're a part of and people that we were close to. Uh, Yeah World Compassion uh, we began to work with we we have a really good friend who uh, works with World Compassion and whenever everything in Afghanistan uh, happened earlier this year the immediate thought that everybody was thinking is the people, the people who are there. And uh, for the church specifically, we're thinking about the Christians who are in Afghanistan. I don't need to elaborate on the the danger that, that uh, holds for those people. And so it's like, w- what about them? How, how are we getting them out? What, are, you know, jobs are drying up, food's dry, you know, is getting scarce. There's violence everywhere. We know all the, the details from the news, right? And uh, so immediately... We we get connected with World Compassion, and well, it was incredible. It, within just a couple of days, we said, "Hey, we want to take up a, a, a special offering to to be able to give to help people, um, you know, uh, get out of Afghanistan." World Compassion had some connections in order to do that. Um, they weren't able to tell us. All the information all the time they said we're we have contacts there who we're trying to get people out so anyways on a Sunday we came together talked about it shared that with the church and our goal was to give uh to, to take in ten thousand dollars and then and then take another ten thousand from the missions uh what we have in reserves for missions in order to give twenty thousand dollars and uh and, and Northwood just like did what Northwood does and we ended up sending them forty thousand dollars and so um it was incredible and Uh, You know, I can't remember the the final number, like right now, what it is currently today, um, as those numbers kind of leak out, but it's literally well over 100 people, well over 100 people uh, have been, um, you know, these Christians have been uh, evacuated, and anyway, it's incredible to know that. I mean, from from just whether it be monthly support or whether it be these special projects where we just, you know, step up and, and which we're going to get to here just a moment. Some special projects that we're able to be a part of these moments, how it impacts people in a, in a direct, incredible way, literally saving people's lives. So, yeah.
1: So with World Compassion, we're excited and you'll be able to watch it right here. We've got a little video update from World Compassion that they are going to let you a bit know, know a little bit more about what happened in 2021. So you guys can watch that. Hey, Northwood Church, Pastor Jordan, we want to say thank you so much for your incredible generosity this year. You helped us to respond quickly to the crisis in Afghanistan. So far, we've been able to help evacuate 117 Christians out of that country. Many of these people are former staff of World Compassion. These are Christian families that have been high risk of being targeted by the taliban you literally help save their lives and change the course of their future you're impacting the lives of these families in incredible ways going forward we're continuing to provide support for families uh, that remain stuck in afghanistan providing safe housing and food uh, while working on getting them out of the country and then for those families that have already left we're helping them get their feet back underneath them and providing the support that they need to build and start a new life wherever they are so thank you guys so much we couldn't do this without you we love you we hope to see you soon You know, these are the types of things the video just saw, are the types of things that that God's given us the privilege to be a part of. And like I said, that kind of summarizes one of our um, monthly supporters. What World Compassion is doing. There's a whole other side of what we do through missions, giving, or investing um, that isn't necessarily tied to monthly support as much as it's when you see a need, you have the the budget as well as just the ability to meet the need so another way that you accomplish the mission of Northwood Church is through straight up seeing certain needs as a church, and we were able to financially meet them. So what I want to do is just share with you several of those that we did throughout this year. One of those was Camping for Hope. We saw an additional financial need that was needed, and because of your faithfulness and generosity, we were able to give uh, money directly to invest into that. A couple of projects in in our Wiggins location and Wiggins community uh, saw a need. Uh, to be able to financially support, to provide some meals for dozens of families in the Wiggins community. And we were able to provide, I believe it was Thanksgiving meals to a lot of different families there. Um, uh, One of our Uh, Projects in Wiggins oftentimes for many, many years actually has been supporting the Baptist Children's Village, uh, the D-Nash campus uh, right up there with a a Christmas party where we buy Christmas gifts for uh, the kids, for the children at that. Uh, We were able to invest financially in that as well. Um, Earlier this year as school was starting, God kind of put on our hearts that we wanted to invest in our schools in a special way. Uh, So the way that we did that, we realized we have a ton of teachers that are part of Northwood Church. So we said we wanted to give all the teachers at Northwood Church a gift card to just kind of financially support them because we know they come out of pocket so often on extra school supplies for students that they're leading. So we came alongside and gave all of our teachers at Northwood a gift card, kind of just a teacher's appreciation thing. Uh, recently, the Women's Resource Center had a need. They needed more computers. Uh, so what did we do? We saw the need and met the need. We believe in the, the mission of Women's Resource Center, so we bought eight new computers and helped them set up those computers. We kind of replaced some that needed replace. Um, earlier this year, through all the different things going on, we said we wanted to bless some medical staff uh, in our community. So, what did we do? We, as a church, you, as part of the church, we provided nearly 400 meals from local restaurants to different healthcare workers, and, and I believe it was four local hospitals. And they were like, um, we fed different staffs of emergency rooms, uh, of infusion centers, of different labs, of different clinics. Um, those administering uh, like COVID tests, that was just one of those things that we saw. And I think it was like $2,700 that we just said, you know what, let's bless those medical staffs. Um, and then also during the holiday season over Thanksgiving and Christmas, we gave or we invested into our communities right at $50,000 in a variety of ways. We did some of those through uh, giving gift cards away where several members of Northwood Church and leaders gave gift cards to local stores. Uh, just we'd pray before we go and and as they went into these stores, they would like just find somebody and give them a gift card and let them know that God loves them and so do we and we wanted to bless them this holiday season. Uh, some of those were like $20 gift cards, some of those were $50 gift cards, but it, it, it was a Big impact. Some leaders like took that gift card and then took some of their own money and like doubled up and did those types of things to different people. But that was in the Christmas season. Um, also, part of that fifty thousand is a couple different organizations that are doing special things during Christmas, like the Canopy Center, uh, the Canopy South Mississippi. Uh, it's a, I believe is a child advocacy advocacy center where we sent, uh, gave them $2,500 for literally just gift cards for Christmas for the different people that they're helping, as well as another $2,500 for the Center for Nonviolence. Uh, these are all just kind of those things that we saw a need and we met a need. Uh, one of the organizations that we've been friends with for quite a while is Children's Cup. And we do support Children's Cup monthly, but there was also two different needs that they had this year that we saw the need and met the need through your faithfulness and generosity. Um, We've kind of coupled with Children's Cup and we support uh, the Los Pinos uh, Honduras campus uh, or or that care point. And one of the needs that they had this year was at that care point specifically. They didn't have a restroom. So we were able to send $4,500 to them and build a restroom at this care point where people can, can. it's just a, a sanitary area, it, it's, it's healthy, and you're literally making a difference in Honduras through your giving, as well as that same care point uh, takes care of a lot of kids, a lot of kids, and are helping provide education for them. To have an education, you need school supplies, and school supplies uh, is something that we were able to supply. We sent $2,500 to them for a, a one-time gift that provided school supplies for a lot of kids at this care point. So know this, what you're doing is making a difference. The director, the, the leader of Children's Cup, is, is a friend of Northwood, Dan King, and he's actually sent us a video update that you guys can watch right now.
2: Hey, this is Dan working with Children's Cup. As we look back at 2021 and all the things that have gone on, you know, there's obviously challenges. This has been a challenging year, another one. And uh, one of the things that we, we know to be true is that when challenges like a pandemic or like political unrest happen, it's typically the children and the poor that suffer the most. And we've seen that. We've seen a lot of challenges like that. And the other side of the coin though, is that we've seen a lot of beautiful things happen. Those challenges have created opportunities for the gospel, for the love of Jesus to be shown. And you guys have partnered with us to make sure that we're able to do that for all these thousands of kids that we get to serve. I just wanna give you a few updates, a few highlights from what's gone on in 2021. In Honduras we started a new program called Foundations Life and Job Readiness Program where we work with the older kids to help them be prepared for adulthood through preparing for getting a job and what they need to know about that just how to be an adult how to be a gentleman how to be a lady and how we're also working with them on how to grow as a man or woman of God and helping them in that so the end of that program concludes with a camp and in that camp we were able to see six of those kids actually go public with their faith and get baptized That's such a win for us. It's such a tremendous highlight for us to see those six kids doing that, six young people doing that. In partnership with some of our region's leadership there in Honduras, we've been able to identify 80 communities that needed help with feeding kids. And in 20 of those communities, we've already started feeding kids. We've been able to go in and start sharing food and plant the seeds for what we hope. Some will be care points where we get to do the full programming, but we're sharing Jesus with them the whole time as we do this. Other new programs we started in Honduras, we started with laptops to help kids with their education. As schools shut down, it became a really vital thing for us to be able to find ways to help them with their education. So having laptops at the care points and have people trained our leaders trained to help them use those laptops to tap into the school curriculum and be able to work through their schooling and move forward even though the schools are shut down. That's been a big win. And then our Stories of Hope discipleship curriculum, we started that program in Honduras and that's been a tremendous win, seeing these kids really start to learn the Bible and learn what Jesus says about them. We started a new facility with local funding. The whole project won't be locally funded, but the beginning of the new land and and the walls going up on this new land, this new care point, all locally funded by the community in Honduras. That's such a great thing to see happening because this shows the community really cares about their kids and they're stepping in to do it. Um, Other projects we've been able to finish, so many, I say little projects, they're not little, it's it's significant things that have happened, but there's so many of them. And just look at it and think what Honduras is, our care points in Honduras, what they're seeing happen because of our partners stepping in and stepping up has really made a huge difference in so many communities in Honduras. So from all of us at Children's Cup to all of you at Northwood Church and Pastors Jordan and Nadine, thank you so much. None of this could have been possible without your faithful generosity. The need has never been greater, but neither has the opportunity for us to be able to give hope to these kids. We get to do this together. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep drawing out the beauty that's in these kids and showing them just how much Jesus loves them and just how much of a plan he has for their lives. Let's keep giving hope. Let's keep inspiring dreams, and let's keep changing worlds together.
0: So that's sort of how we as a church, how we accomplish the mission through through giving. Uh, I want to take a couple of minutes, and I want to talk to you about how we have accomplished the, our mission through serving. And uh, serving is something that is is all throughout Scripture. Serving is something that even culturally, I think our culture is sort of um, our American culture, there is a drive for people to serve one another, uh, whether you're a Christian or not. There, there is sort of this undertone of, like, treat people like you want to be treated. And, and I believe a lot of that actually is based upon a, a biblical sort of underpinning in a lot of ways. But uh, but but how do we accomplish the Great Commission, the mission of our church? How do we accomplish that through serving? And I think it starts with the mindset of serving. Uh, serving is, is not uh, uh, doing something for somebody to get something out of it. Uh, I, think, I think that's what separates serving from some sort of political uh, or, you know, manipulative type of thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this for you if you do this for me. You know, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type of thing. That's not serving. Serving is, is giving or doing something for someone else without expecting anything in return. That's generosity. And so the heart of what we do as a church to serve people is, is birthed out of this, this thought process. And as we were, you know, kind of talking earlier, it, it reminded me of the scripture about, um, it's in Matthew 25, and this is talking about uh, judgment and, and how there's, you know, there, uh, God's looking at people on his right and his left, and the left are those who are, uh, have not done well, and there's those on the right who are the sheep, and, uh, and it says this, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you ho- who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom pre- prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you stranger and welcome you or, or naked and clothe you? When, when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, and this is the heart. Truly I say to you, as you did it to, to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me as you as you did it to the least of these, as you did it to those people who could not do it back as you as you serve those who could not serve back, as you gave, as you invested your life into those who who could not invest back ultimately not he didn't just say you were doing good things for those people, he said when you did that, you were doing it as unto me, and that right there that is the heart of why we do what we do if we get away from that, then it becomes political or become self-serving and that is the difference we do what we do because we want to do it as unto the Lord not unto men although I believe that the people around us should benefit they will benefit but the heart is to serve and so we serve in a lot of different ways uh, we serve uh, as a and I'm talking kind of sort of as Northwood obviously we're, we're talking about Northwood um, we serve both both in the church in, in our community but also outside of our church community in our local community uh, and, w- and we do that in a lot of different ways And I'll just kind of I want to rapid fire a lot of the things that we've done this year because if we delve into each of them it would be it'd be a lot. but, but uh, as we serve in our local church, one thing that we did this year is uh, we, uh, we purchased and, and, and outfitted a mobile missions truck and this missions truck most of you have seen it by now it's incredible uh you know I, i'll be real with you like whenever we first started talking about the mobile missions truck it was an idea came up and we started kind of wrapping some ideas around it and i was like this is cool i mean this is, this is gonna be good but i didn't really see <laughs> how how uh, useful this truck would be in so many different ways uh Every single week, that truck is running the roads, man. Uh, uh, Rob is our missions director here at the church, and he is all over the place uh, uh, serving locally. We're, we're transporting food in a lot of different ways. Uh, we, man, this past year, which we'll get into this. We used the missions truck to go uh, over to Louisiana multiple times, all over the place. Um, because guess what? Some people, they don't have transportation for things. There might be a great organization, but they got to either rent a truck or grab a trailer from somebody or grab, a I don't know, a caravan of trucks <laughs> and just try to make it happen. We roll up in there with our missions trucks, and they just load it up, load up pallets, and we're able to just get things done quickly. Anyway, it's been incredible what we've been able to do. Uh, we trained people, more than 60 people uh, from four NC locations to, to do various projects and in our community, and uh, it's just been a great investment. But, uh, but moving on, there's some other things that we've done. Uh, During our serve day this past year, we served our neighbors at Crossroads Elementary, Stone County Middle Middle School, Long Beach Middle School, Long Beach Food Pantry, and Ocean Springs Civic Center and Veterans Park. And we did landscaping, pressure washing. Uh, For those who did pressure washing, uh, y'all are the true MVPs there because y'all were there and y'all stayed late. Everybody left and you're still like... You know that's just what happens when you when you decide to be the pressure washer. But uh, man, it, it, we dismantled playgrounds and and did a lot of stuff. A lot of weed pooling. I'd also like to give a shout out to the, the weed poolers out there. I was I was part of that. Uh, my hands hurt for days. You know when you just when you reach into a pile of weeds and you just pull them up by the roots, thousands of times. Your hands are just not used to that. So uh, anyway, uh, but we served and, and served it in that way. It was incredible. Uh, from there, we also did different things all throughout the year. We, we served at Boo Bash, seniors, uh, Summer Summer Picnic, Cinema by the Shore, Shore, Back to School Health and Wellness Fair, Azalea Garden Nursing Center in Wiggins, Long Beach Food Pantry, and Gulf Coast Community uh, Community Ministries here as a church. We served in many different ways. Some of that was, again, sort of like a project, sort of just out of nowhere. Man, we're just going to help in this, this certain way. Uh, others have groups that actually continually serve in those, those areas. Uh, Camping for Hope was another big one of those where we just show the love of Jesus to the homeless community uh, here on, in South Mississippi, and uh, gave away a ton of things, sleeping bags, socks, all sorts of things. Uh, I know we had some incredible barbecue out there as well, uh, as always. Thanks, Marcio. But um, on top of that, disaster relief. Uh, a lot of things happen every year that you just don't know about. We live down in the hurricane, uh, you know, part of the, uh, the country. Every year there, there's going to be some sort of storm, and this year did not let us down, I guess you could say, <laughs> in a negative way. Uh, we had a lot of storms, and Louisiana took a brunt of that. And so, again, our mobile missions truck was able to uh, give supplies to Laplace, uh, muck out houses for families uh, whose homes were flooded. We have a t- had a team go and do some work over there. Uh, the mobile missions truck was used to deliver a, t- deliver a ton of food. And uh, we donated a lot of food here. Uh, even our, our first Wednesday, I know that we, we brought supplies together and went and delivered, uh, delivered them over there. Just a, a ton of food for a lot of different things that were going on. That's right. We, we uh, partnered with the Giving Back Foundation. And, uh, again, we're able to feed a lot of people. So that's some of the ways that we helped to bring relief in a disaster. Uh, that's some of the ways that we helped to serve our community uh, here in, in South Mississippi and, and locally and, and uh, you know, kind of regionally. Uh, but also not only outside the church do we serve outside the you know the local community of our church, but we also serve inside the local community of our church. So why don't you take that? Yeah, inside of our
1: church, you know, sometimes it's easy to understand what serving outside looks like, but you realize that we're accomplishing the mission inside our church as well, like inside our all of our locations. You know, on Sunday mornings. Um, for services to happen, or just for these environments that are helping people know God, grow in Christ, and go in the power of the Holy Spirit. It requires people to serve, and we've got a church that loves to serve. Uh, A matter of fact, in our church, sometimes you get lost thinking, what can one person actually do? And and the truth is, sometimes one person can't accomplish a whole lot, but when one becomes two, or two becomes three, or more people come together, you can make a significant impact. At, At Northwood, we're accomplishing the mission through people serving in services. And the, and the amazing thing is is we have 564 volunteers across our four locations that are actively serving to create these environments that, that help people know God, that are, that are helping accomplish the mission. And we're really excited that in 2021, we actually had 129 people join teams for the first time and begin serving and and like continuing the mission of God like are not just buying into oh yeah this is kind of a cool church like I'm cool being part of it like buying into the mission that God's put in our heart and are serving to to create these services that are helping people know God that's in our services and services are a big part of what we do but also we do small groups
0: we accomplish yeah. this through small groups as well. Yeah, small groups. Part of our teams is our small group leaders, our coaches, uh, coordinators. And small groups, I think, would be S- – small groups is not just like an extra thing that we do. You know, we say this a lot because we need, we need to say it. We need to remember this. Small groups is not like an extra thing. It's like, oh, man, we do services, and then we kind of like do small groups on the side. Small groups is where uh, big church kind of becomes small you know, uh, where there's a few hundred people on a Sunday morning, uh, where, where you could get into relationship with people uh, during the week. And, and not only just relationships, all the relationships are huge. Uh, uh, the community that you're in is, is a huge part of your development as a person, and but also as a disciple of Christ. Um, and, and small groups is where you get to know people, but you also walk through things with people, where you know, we might take a sermon on a Sunday morning and we delve into, hey, what did that mean to you? What did you hear? What is God speaking to you? And then that's where ministry takes place to a greater level. And so small groups, uh, we had uh, 670 people attend small groups this year, 670 people. That's incredible. We're excited about that. And uh, 670 people that that knew one another, that that were being uh, uh, led forward in their relationship with Jesus, Uh, you know, whether that be through Nice, easy conversations or maybe some confrontational conversations. You know how those go? Uh, we need people up in our lives, man, to, to know us and to to help us walk through things. I think about our freedom groups, uh, two semesters this year, freedom groups where uh, people's lives were changed. Uh, I talked to a guy after this last conference. I said, man, how was today? And um, and he's been a Christian for a while, actually, you know, and, and he said today was life changing. Um, and he said it, you know, when somebody says something and they really mean it, it's not just like, Man, it was life-changing. It's like, no, seriously, this was life-changing. People's lives are being changed, and that's what the body of Christ does. When we come together, whenever we serve one another, whenever we, uh, whenever we sit together in circles rather than just rows, uh, life change can happen, and uh, and so we're excited about small groups, but uh, past that, what does it look like to accomplish the mission, right? What did it look like through serving? But, but this is what it looks like to help people know God, grow in Christ, and go in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we helped 112 people, find Christ this year. That's how many people got saved, and uh, we're excited about that. We had 61 people take their next steps in getting water baptized this year in 2021, so we're excited about that. Uh, To me, one of the most important numbers uh, is is the two numbers that we just talked about. How How many people made a decision to follow Christ, and that's important, and some people make a decision to follow Christ or maybe a, a recommitment. There's a lot of different things we could talk about in regards to that. But that next step of, of taking your next step to get baptized, right? A public proclamation, hey, guys, like I'm, I'm you know, I'm leaving this life behind. I'm, I'm pursuing Christ. That's what, that's the fuel in the tank, right? Uh, that's the things that we love to see. And so we're excited about that. And, uh, and then the way that we look at it as far as people going in the power of the Holy Spirit, we look at that in regards to, you know, whether it be serving on a team, serving in the community, being a part of a small group to help invest in other people. Uh, there's many different ways, but but not just in the church, but going in the power of the Holy Spirit outside what we call the walls of the church, you know. Uh, that There's there's the church, which is all of those who are united by faith in, in Jesus all over the world. And then there's local expressions of that all over, different, you know, whether it be, In uh, big buildings, small buildings. I mean, all over the world, there's people on the side of mountains. There's people in homes, all over the place, right? Different expressions of that. But how are we serving one another? But then how are we serving the least of these? How are we serving those, uh, also those who have a lot? But guess what? You could have a lot of money, you could be doing really well, but if you don't have Jesus, right? And we believe that That's that's the heartbeat of our church. And so this is all just this year, <laughs> and so uh, we tried to just kind of skip some rocks, kind of skim the surface on some of these things, just to give you kind of a big picture of what you were a part of this year at Northwood Church, uh, and kind of where we're at as our heart, and in, in our heart, and where we're, we're kind of headed next year, uh, you're going to hear a lot more next year about what we're doing, and and uh, and how you can be a part of that, but uh, we're excited, I, I want to let you know, church, that, that we love you, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm senior pastor, that would be my title, right? But I say this a lot, I might be senior pastor, I'm not solo pastor. We have a team of pastors, Micah, and Pastor Stephen, and Mike, and Casey. Uh, We have uh, teaching pastors here, you know, uh, Arnie, and Scott, and and, um, my dad, you know, Vandekote, he's still a part of our team as well, and um, we love you, we're for you, Uh, we are doing our best as leaders, and and I can go on, we've got coordinators and directors, the rest of the staff that that truly we we get up every day we come together we meet and we say how can we better serve the people at northwood church how can we how can we better represent jesus to people to our community um, how can we actually accomplish the great commission uh, we're, we're continually seeking to do that better to be refined and um and and doing that by the grace of god and, and truly fo- trying to follow the spirit of god in all of these things and so we love you as a church uh, and 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 uh, we're just glad to, to be a part of what we're doing here in South Mississippi. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to to hear another song. And uh, you, might, you might venture out and actually sing. You might, in your living room or in your car, turn it up loud and sing this song. Because when we talk about uh, Until Jesus Returns, uh, we're talking about until King Jesus returns. It's, it's been in the month of December. Been talking about the King's arrival, and we're looking forward to Jesus returning. We don't know if we'll see that in our lifetime, but we know one day that He's coming to wrap this thing up. And He's our King, and we want to worship Him. So let's pray together as we close. God, we come before You again, and God, we just we're humble, we're surrendered to Your leading, to Your calling. God, we thank You for this church, for this community. God, we're thankful for the people that you have entrusted to us to serve and to help grow. God, I pray that you would help us to stay focused, not to be distracted, not to live in fear or lead in fear, but to live and lead in love. God, that you would fill us with your spirit, that you would fill us with compassion for the least of these, that you would fill us with compassion for those that we know and we're close to, that we would serve one another well. God, that we would continue to keep the word of God at the forefront of what we do. God, that we would be anchored in your hope, that we would be anchored in your peace. God, that all of the things that happen, no matter what's happened in 2021, no matter what is coming in 2022, God, that we would truly trust you. God, that you would lead us and guide us, protect us, protect your people. We love you, you're our king, and we worship you in Jesus' name, amen.
3: It was so awesome coming together with you guys. We hope you have a great,